Welcome to The Profitable Way. I am your host, Robin Gooding, and this is a podcast for entrepreneurs looking to do good in the world while pursuing profits and living a rich life. I truly believe that the missing link to multi-passionate, heart-centered entrepreneurs is the intersection of a holistic strategy, an efficient back-end system, and the soul work that focuses on our inner world so that our outer world can flourish. My clients have quit the cubicle, moved overseas for the digital nomad life, more than doubled their income, and expanded their lives using my signature framework that integrates strategy, systems, and soul. If you're looking to clarify your strategy, structure and optimize your systems, and amplify your soul work, you are in the right place. I promise to relentlessly support you making money online, doing what you love, so that you can live your version of an epic and rich life. Welcome to today's episode, and it is part four of our series, the Mastering the Art of Coaching series. And as I've mentioned in the previous episodes, if you want to go back and listen to part one, two, and three, they are available in previous um, episodes, just the last ones right before this one. And you also do not need to listen to them in order for this all to make sense for you. So feel free to pick and choose and listen in whatever order they feel resonant with you. I would like to dive into offboarding because just like onboarding a client is setting the tone for working with them and and welcoming them into the world of your business, Offboarding is just as important to the client's experience. So, when I say offboarding, what do I mean? I mean how we complete the coaching container with that client, assuming the client is not going to renew and they are going to complete their experience with us. Offboarding with care is so, so important. When your clients have moved through your offer and you've built this really beautiful relationship with them and they just feel completed with their time with you, they've received what they feel like they needed to receive from you, then it's our time to offboard our clients with as much love and care as we infused into our onboarding process. So if you are working with a client and you're getting near to the time when they're going to be completing their sessions with you, I always recommend offering a renewal invitation. This may look like saying something along the lines of, I've really enjoyed our time together. Are you feeling into continuing to work together after this container ends in a couple weeks or whatever period of time? If they say yes, you can have that conversation. They may have questions to explore with you. That's its own thing. If they say no, I feel really good about our time together, but I'm ready to move on or I want to have some space to integrate, whatever it is, then it's time to offboard that client. Okay, so 
Some items that you may include in your offboarding process are a feedback form, an opportunity to provide a testimonial for you. If you have any affiliate or referral opportunities, you would mention those here as well. And another option may be a closing gift. So similarly to your onboarding process, you're going to have SOPs or standard operating procedures for your offboarding. As you grow and as your business grows, I recommend automating as much of these as possible to keep it streamlined and easy and consistent for all your clients. So to do that, your very first step is to brainstorm all the tasks that you do on repeat when you're offboarding a client. Write them all down. Now, beside each of the tasks, you want to make a note about whether it's something that is necessary. If it is not necessary, you can delete it. If it's something that can be automated, then you will make a note that you can automate it. And if it's something that needs to be manually, then you're going to take responsibility for that or you're going to delegate that to someone on your team like your VA who can help you with that. You want to review all your processes and reflect on whether they feel good for you, for your team and your clients. And I'm going to give you an example of an offboarding standard operating procedure so that you can wrap your head around some of the things that need to happen. So for example, if you've been in a three-month container, two weeks away from the end of an agreement, a renewal invitation is sent. If the renewal is declined, then the offboarding begins. If the renewal is accepted, then you want to send a renewal agreement and all of the payment processing and all of the things that need to be said as part of renewing that client. Now, if the client is confirmed that they're going to be ending their work with you, you want to make a note about when their last call is with you so that you can celebrate their journey. You can feel like the the last session with them really honors the completion of your journey together and just ends that experience on a really beautiful and powerful note. I also recommend always sending the feedback form prior to this call so that you can have their feedback and address anything after their session if if you feel like that would be necessary. So say some of the feedback is them celebrating all of the things they've achieved, then you can celebrate those milestones with the client on the call. If there's some things that they've struggled with, you can speak to those on the call as well. It just allows this really amazing relational closure that I think is so, so important, especially for those of us who love our clients so much and really want to make sure that they have a world-class experience. So I like to have that feedback form done before that last call so that I can both celebrate and speak to anything that needs to be addressed. 
I'm not going to take up the client's time because it's still their session for them to receive whatever they want to receive from it. But I may also say, I I would like to add an extra 15 minutes after the session for the last call, just so that we can um, discuss your journey and complete that journey together. And that way they get their 60 minute session and we have 15 minutes just to process whatever they're celebrating, or if we have to speak to anything that they needed to bring up in the feedback form that needs to be addressed. Now, once that's happened, we send a closing email. This is a a big, big thank you email, thanking the client for journeying with you. This is also, if you want to ask for a testimonial, this is where you may offer uh, an incentive for a testimonial, possibly. You may specify whether you would like to receive the testimonial as a text or a video. A lot of my clients also include prompts so that the client finds it a little bit easier to know what to include in the testimonial. And if there's any referral bonuses, mentioning them here is totally okay. And then some clients will send a closing gift and that is usually a mail to the house gift, whether it's flowers or a handwritten card with a special gift. That's a token of some of the things they worked on together in the relationship. It's just something really personal. Now in the back end of your systems, so this is all client facing in the back end of your systems, you want to make sure that you've tagged that client as complete in any of your open client files. And some sometimes it's just whether a client is active, paused, or no longer active. You want to make sure that you close any files that you have active for that client. You want to remember all the confidentiality promises that you have to adhere to legally and ethically as a coach and preserve the integrity of those files. If your client has lifetime access to any resources, you want to include that in the closing email. And if they do not have lifetime access, you want to specify when their access will end. And I like to give ample notice for this because life gets busy And clients will sometimes just need some time to download things or watch videos or just engage in the content before they know that their access is going to be removed. Now, if you send a feedback form after the last call and there's something that the client has mentioned that needs to be addressed, then I recommend always, always, always following up with that feedback form with an email. So if a client says something that they didn't like, or there was something that bothered them or something that they felt was lacking in the container, the experience, whenever this has happened and my clients have come to me and said, Oh my God, what do I do? They'd never brought this up on the calls. I had no idea in the session. I had no idea that this was something that they didn't enjoy. They never mentioned it, but now it's in the feedback form and I feel horrible and we're no longer working together. How do I address this? 
I always recommend addressing it openly, honestly, and sending the email (laughs) because even if you're not working together, it's just not, I don't think it's professional and I don't think it's healthy to not address something, even if the relationship is no longer a coach and client relationship. So if you need to address something in the feedback form and your time together has already concluded, I definitely recommend sending an email to address the concern or to repair what needs to be repaired. Okay. These things happen and my clients, when they bring them to me, they usually panic. They're usually distraught. (laughs) They're usually very emotional about it. And I'm not laughing because of anything other than the fact that it feels like a business emergency and it's just not, it's not, it happened. This happens when you're working with people, it's always going to happen. And it's about how we show care and love and commitment to the client through the entire process, even beyond working with them. That's what matters. That's about being ethical and in our integrity as coaches. And so it does not need to be a business emergency, but it is also not something that we can run away from. It needs to be addressed. Okay. So if you would like some examples for what you might want to put on your feedback form, here are some examples from one of my feedback forms. So the first question is, let's celebrate. What are you proudest of achieving over the last few months? Please speak to both the tangible and the less tangible, such as list growth, clients, income, confidence, depth, resonance, creativity, etc. My second question is, in as many words as feel true for you, What would you say were the core feelings you felt during our work together? What was your favorite part of our process? Question three. Question four. What would you tell your bestie about our time together? Be as honest as you feel comfortable being. So I really like this question because usually the responses I get are just in the the simple language that they would say to a friend, like in a text or something. And it just always brings out the most honest reflection. So that's why I include that question there. Uh, Question number five, did you feel that you had enough access to me and support between calls? Question six, What content or lessons supported you the most? Do you feel like the content was comprehensive and high value? Was there anything missing that you wish had been included? This again has been a question that brings so much data to the business because we all have blind spots. And sometimes it's little things that clients will say here that are kind of big things, but they just are out of my perspective. For example, one time a client said, I really loved how you taught launching, 
but I felt like I would have benefited from having a clear breakdown of exactly what email to send on what day with the exact time between emails and subject examples and examples of what to include in those emails. So in the content, I had included an outline of like generally what to do. And for many clients, that was sufficient. But for this client, they were visual. They were also feeling really overwhelmed by this specific element of launching. And they just would have felt so much more supported by having examples and very, very specific micro things that they could check off a list. And so I went back and I added exactly that because I know that if that client's saying that, there's for sure going to be other clients who may have not said it, but would also benefit from it. So when I'm receiving feedback forms, I'm not receiving them from a defensive place. I'm really receiving them from a place of gratitude because no matter what's in the form, it's going to make me a better coach, make my business better, help me serve my clients better and help the client feel even more supported simply by being heard and acknowledged and addressing whatever it is. So that's just a side note. It's not about receiving this from a defensive point of view. That's not helpful to anybody. Question number seven, overall, did our experience together meet the expectations you had for our container? Do you think this experience was worth your investment? Are there any opportunities you see for improvement? Please know I truly appreciate all honest feedback so that I can continue to deeply serve you and all my clients in a supportive way. All right. And question number eight is if you could create the perfect way for me to help you with your business, what would it look like? Please include price point access, content format, and all the bells and whistles that you would love. I have had so many amazing ideas simply from this question on the feedback form. And it's it's just been really, really cool to see what people come up with way beyond anything I would consider. And oftentimes it's not something that I can actually create just because of capacity and it doesn't make business sense, but it's always brewing. And it and there will be a time where some of these will the moment will be ripe for them to come to life. And so it's a question and data that I always review regularly. Um, And then I always thank them. I acknowledge them. I celebrate them. And I leave any notes about when I will uh, communicate back with them after receiving the feedback form. All right. So essentially, those are the things included in an offboarding process with care. And I wanted to address this because at the end of the day, how we start a relationship with a client and how we end a relationship with a client and the entire journey in between all needs to be world class. All of it. And it's just as important for the client as it is for you as the coach to have a supportive system and container for that journey so that there is completion, that the relationship is in right relationship, and that you can always feel good about being in your integrity 
and ethics throughout the entire experience. Thank you for being part of this May series where we've talked about how to hold a powerful coaching session, how to hold a powerful coaching container, and how to lean into being a masterful coach ourselves. I hope that you will join us next week and I cannot wait to connect with you then. I'm Robin Gooding and you've been listening to the Profitable Way podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at robin.gooding and join the Facebook community through the link in my Instagram bio. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe, rate, and review this episode so that I can continue to share this message with other entrepreneurs looking to pursue their dream online. I hope you'll join in next week for another episode, and I hope that you always remember that the best is yet to come.